We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. This is Results Radio, and I am your host, Sean Shuchuk. Every show, we bring you the very best of the best. We talk about business, about life, about career. We're here to motivate, inspire, and connect, and that's what we're here to do today. We bring you a ton of incredible people that share stories, experiences, and methodologies that you can take and implement in your life, career, and business. But we go way, way, way beyond that. And we share with you the tips and tricks you need to not just talk about it, not just want it, but actually do it, to implement it. You have to take action. If you haven't yet, go to our website at yourresultsradio.com. Get a copy of the results journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you collapse timeframes, avoid potholes, and get there faster. And today, just like every other show, we have somebody incredible. And it just gets better and better and better. So today, I've got a really great friend of mine, someone who I've had the privilege to work with, who I've spoken on the same stage with, who I have had the privilege to talk to, mentor, work with, and even learn from him over the course of the last few years. This guy is a young guy. He is doing things that most people wouldn't even dream of doing. He has done more business than most so-called experts in the world today. He's changing lives. And he's creating not just a ripple, but he's creating a tidal wave of positive change for those people who are serious about getting where they want to go and doing it in less time. He's a real estate expert. He's an award-winning real estate investor. He is, I think, a three-time author, best-selling author. He has coached a ton of people to real, quantifiable success. And believe it or not, he comes from this little tiny cold city in, I don't know, somewhere up in Canada there. Stefan Arneo, welcome to Results Radio. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Sean. It's a great, great pleasure to be here. Tell me something. Uh, how old were you when you started investing in real estate? I was, when I was first, you know, 16 years old, I wanted to be a rock star. And it, that's what got me kind of started into business. And I pursued music until I was about 21, 22 years old. I became a professional musician and a guitar teacher. And I learned that, you know, music was never going to pay the bills. So from that point on, I shut down music and I read a Rich Dad, Poor Dad book uh, by Robert Kiyosaki, changed my life and began to invest myself into my real estate education and my real estate portfolio. And that's really where it started. When I was 22 years old, I went all into real estate. That's a pretty young age. Um, I think I met you, I don't know, back in about 2000. Well, I think you came to one of my events in 2013. And by that point in time, if my memory serves me correctly, I think you were at like $27 million or some crazy number in real estate. 
Tell me something. There are a lot of people that talk about real estate. You can go to every city in North America, and there's a RIA group or a real estate group or an investors group, and you ask the folks that attend, and they say, yeah, I'm an investor. But when you actually ask how many deals they've done, um, they start mumbling. Tell me something. What's the difference between those people that are quote-unquote investors at these groups and those actually that are out there making it happen? What, what's the difference between those two groups? Well, that's a, that's a good question, Sean, because I speak at those groups all across Canada and the U.S., and it's true. Those, those teams or those groups of people, there's you know, a lot of virgin sex therapy going on there, a lot of people who haven't done a deal teaching people who don't do deals, and there's a lot of people with day jobs who are fantasizing there. And, you know, I'm not knocking those groups at all. I mean, everybody needs a support group. I used to go to support groups all the time. In fact, I own a group. Uh, Manitoba Real Estate Investor Association. So you know, the real estate groups can be good, but in most of those groups, there's a very small amount of guys doing a lot of business, and then there's a large group of people doing you know, very little business, maybe one or two deals, and there's a lot of hobby people. There's nothing wrong with being a hobbyist, but you know, when you look at the people like you know, Trump or uh, Richard Branson or you look at Warren Buffett, those guys are obsessive. And they're doing whatever they do in their invest in their investing in businesses in a big way. You know, they're not owning a duplex in Winnipeg and calling themselves an investor. So you know, I've done some real estate deals, a few hundred deals over the course of my my life, and I and I have a question for you. Um, I don't know that I'm a hobbyist because it's just something I enjoy doing. But there are definitely people that call themselves, as you've indicated, they call themselves real estate investors but they are just hobbyists. hobbyists. Can you really be successful in real estate if you're just playing and actually not actually applying um, you know, a certain level of tenacity, skill, knowledge, experience, et cetera? Well, sure. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who maybe they work at the aerospace, aerospace plant in, let's say, Winnipeg. They work at Boeing, and they buy a house a year for 30 years. You know, if you do that, you're going to have 30 houses and they self-manage. And one day those houses are paid off and maybe their portfolio is worth 10 million bucks. Like, you know, you can do it that way if you want. Absolutely. That's, that can work. Ultimately, investing is about a long time horizon. So you need to have some things that you keep for a long time. And then you probably have some deals for some medium term money, maybe six to you know, 36 months, like a rent to own or something like that. And then you ultimately need some 30 days, 60 day, 90 day, 180 day money, which is usually flipping properties or wholesaling. So I think a, a really, you know, smart investor has three types of money going on. He's got the short, the medium and the long. And, and there are people who just do long positions. I mean, they have a day job, they do long positions and they're still beating the crap out of the guy buying GICs at the bank. Mm-hmm. So would you recommend then that folks not go out and say buy GICs or RSPs or IRAs or 401ks? Like, is there, is there, is real estate the answer? Is there a better way? Well, my mother is somebody who, uh, you know, she's a government worker, very risk adverse person, doesn't want to go to seminars, doesn't want to hear about this stuff. She should be doing some very low risk things and keep out. You know, there are people who this isn't for everybody. But for people who, who want to really take a chance and they really want a chance of being financially free and they do want a chance to get out of the rat race and they do want a chance to say goodbye to their job and travel and 
make a difference. I think real estate is absolutely imperative. And in fact, when I look at the the usual retirement plan that a lot of people have, where they just you know give money to the company they work for, and one day a pension fund takes care of them, those pension funds are either investing in real estate, or if they're not, I'm not sure where they're investing. But I know the the teachers pension, for example, in Manitoba, those teachers, you know, they own malls all across Canada and the U.S. So, you know, one way or the other, I think people need real estate if they want to retire. Do you think that, you know, we've used the word retire a couple times in our conversation here today. Do you think the word retire is what it once was, perhaps when, you know, um, your grandparents were quote-unquote, retiring from their career, their J-O-B? Well, first of all, retirement's a scam. Um, It never existed in human history. The first time retirement really became a fact or something was the World War II generation. My grandmother, they invented retirement programs, which they didn't pay into. They became retirement age, and suddenly, you know, their children, the baby boomers, started paying into these retirement programs. So, my grandmother, she's been retired her whole life. She never paid into any of those programs, but she's been getting out for, you know, 60 years. So good for her. That was a scam they ran once in history. And the retirement programs industrially were designed so that you would retire at 65 and die at 67. So you'd work 40 years, retire for two, and that was it. That made sense. Nowadays, we have a retirement where you work for 40 years and you've got to live for 40 more years. Well, that math doesn't work out. You can't work for 40 and take 40 off. You know, the math just doesn't make sense. So it's kind of a scammy thing because now you look at the baby boomers. They've been paying in their whole life, and those funds might not be there for them. Or, you know, what they've done in Sweden is they raised the retirement age to 72 or something like that. So you get to 65, and then they raise it to 72. So you never get your cake and ice cream. It's a, it's a real kind of scammy thing, retirement. And if you look at, you know, six or 7,000 years of his, human, human history, like the Jewish people, they don't retire. It's not part of the culture. So those really old cultures never even had retirements. And we just made this thing up recently where, you know, retire means to take out of out a useful service. We start taking our best and brightest people out of service and they don't know what to do with themselves, so they roll over and die. So I don't think yeah, it's yeah, something that's, you know, a real idea. I would agree with you. And I don't know if there's any problem with, for me, you know, people always ask me the question, you know, are you ever going to retire, Sean? And, and the answer to that question is not that I'm close to that age, you know, ever, but I, I think that, it's an interesting thing. I don't think I will ever retire. Um, you know, uh, it's about working when you want to, not because you have to. And I think that's at the point of what you do and, you know, what I do and some of the folks that, you know, that you have the privilege to work with and I have the privilege to work with. I think that's a big key in all this. Um, tell me something. Why is it that some people make quote-unquote success look incredibly easy while others it appears to be a, a huge, lifelong battle struggle. What's the difference between the, those two individuals? Um, I'm not sure if it's ever easy, Sean. I mean, like, when you see achievers achieve... Well, I said appear easy. Appear easy, yeah. I think it, it, make it look, look easy. easy. I mean, people look at me and they look at my YouTube videos and go, wow, look at all those houses you flip because I'm wearing a suit and my hair is all slick and 
you know, I'm walking through confidently and everything's clean and perfect. And I think they assume that the house just magically turns into that, but they don't see the 2000 <laughs> man hours of the crew slaving away. They don't see my acquisition team knocking on the door and, you know, Bryce on my team, he was hauling junk out of a hoarder house. Cause you know, we just, we uh, wholesaled a hoarder house two weeks ago and Bryce had steel toe boots on and was commanding the team and 1-800-JUNK was there cleaning it out. Like they don't see all the, all the things that go in there and they don't see the, you know, the years and years of a guy like me working, you know, two full days in a row every day. You know, I recently ha- uh, hired my dad in the office and he's, he's watching me while I finish my first work day. And then I go into my second work day because I work two work days every day. And I've done that for maybe 10 years. And it's the lifestyle that I enjoy because I like making things. I like writing books. I like making houses. And if I wasn't doing this, I just get into video games and pizza and junk food and self-destructive habits. So I might as well keep doing uh, business building and helping and serving people because if I didn't do that, who knows what I would get into, right? I think idle hands are one of the worst things. And so I decided I'm going to keep myself busy with, with being obsessed about, about being better at what I'm doing all the time. I just finished my fourth book. And that book should be out in the next month. Thank you, Sean. And, you know, I went out to the jungle, was fasting on water for 17 days, wrote a book in four days, came home. That, to me, is more exciting than, you know, beer and pizza or chicken wings and hockey or, you know, what else are guys doing with their time? I I actually am not sure what people do with their time, but it all goes somewhere. And I would rather uh, build something while I'm here on this earth because I'm a builder. I've always been a builder. Can anybody do what you're doing and what you teach people to do? Absolutely. I mean, real estate, flipping houses, Sean, anybody can buy a house of 40 to 60 cents on the dollar, fix it up and sell it for 100 cents. Anybody can do that. But I think people have to decide and commit to wanting to do it and being successful at it. And I think that that decision is the hardest part for most people because for me, I was in the desperate category. Like, you know, at one point I was on the edge of bankruptcy. All my credit cards were maxed. I was a hundred grand in, in credit card debt. Uh, I didn't have a job. I stupidly quit my job. I was over leveraged and you know, my family had an intervention with me. Like I was an alcoholic and they said, Hey man, you got a fantasy business addiction and you got to you know, be for real about this and do it for real, or you got to go and get out of this fantasy. And I chose to, to win. I chose to make it for real. And I chose to, you know, rise up and become victorious instead of quitting and retreating back into a corporate job. So it was one of those things where I didn't have a choice, Sean. I put myself in a compromising situation and I did have a fantasy about all this, and the fantasy got so costly that I had to make it for real because I turned desperate. And desperation, I call it the luxury of no options. If you get that luxury one day where you must succeed, seize that luxury. Most people are drowning in options, and because they have a million options, they never commit to anything. So it's true then that you know, when, we, when we have too many options, we default to no, typically. <laughs> yeah, confused mind never buys, right? You know, there's too many things. And, you know, I, I, was, I had a, a problem in school. I was getting A's in every subject. So, 
you know, in school, I dropped out of computer science. I dropped out of the business school. I dropped out of the music school. And finally, I got an English degree with a minor in music. But yeah, man, it was a problem. I could do anything. And then it becomes the question of, well, what do you want? Or, you know, they have young people nowadays finding themselves. They go to Europe and find themselves. What is that? That's, that's a pile of garbage. You never find yourself. You decide who you are. And so I had to make a decision about who I was going to become. And I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to become successful at real estate. And then that turned into becoming successful at coaching and education. And now my new ambition is e-commerce because I'm a diverse entrepreneur and I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Uh, My new frontier is e-commerce. So do you think then that most people have grandiose ideas, but perhaps they stop before they start because they get, they're afraid of the risk. They're afraid of taking a step and doing something that perhaps they've never done before. What is, what is, why, why do so few people actually achieve that level of freedom where they get to do those things that most people dream only dream of? Well, I think there's two major fears, Sean. You know, you, you coach people yourself. I'm sure, I'm sure you see the big one is fear of failure, which everybody's afraid of failing at some level. And, and I think especially for guys like me and you who are on a pedestal and have written books and we're speakers, guys like you and me, we're afraid that we're going to be found out that we aren't the Wizard of Oz, that we're just people. You know, we're, we're afraid to be found vulnerable or we're afraid to be found... Um, maybe we're not the wizard we thought we were because Warren Buffett says an up market makes every expert thinks he knows what he does. You know, like <laughs> it makes an expert think he's smart. And, and that's, I've been there. And then I've also been punched in the face by the market. And then I question, do I know anything at all? The other major fear besides fear of failure is fear of success. And fear of success is even worse because it forces you to change. And I think human beings were terrified of change because change is an unknown. And, you know, like death, for example, is the ultimate unknown. And we're afraid of change. And we don't want to give up the person we've invented. You know, we say, oh, it's my identity. I don't want to change my identity. I love who I am. But if you want to become the best version of you, you have to kill the mediocre Sean Shuchuk or the mediocre Stefan to be the great Sean Shuchuk and the great Stefan. Thank you. That was weird. We're going to break on that comment, Stefan. This is Results Radio, and I am your host, Sean Shuchuk. Stay with us. We'll be back in just two minutes. What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility. Your brand launchpad. Celebrity. Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. You and I know you're ready for more, for the freedom that you were promised when you decided to become an entrepreneur. Sean Shuchuk is the number one results coach in the country, and he wants to work with you, but only if you want to achieve real and lasting results. If you want five times or ten times your income, and to do it fast, if you want that six or seven figure income, visit changeyourresults.com now. Send Sean a message and say, I want real freedom. I want to invest in myself and work with you. Welcome back to Results Radio. I am your host, Sean Chuchak. With me today is the incomparable 
Stefan Arneo. He is the rock star when it comes to real estate, not just real estate, but also teaching people how to achieve financial independence through real estate. Um, there are these people that, Stefan, and you've encountered them, and so have I, that there's eh, maybe a misconception that they're going to hire Stefan Arneo and magic and pixie dust is going to fly out of his fingertips and uh, they're going to be multimillionaires with, you know, uh, 50 doors or 100 doors and it's going to be all positive cash flow and it's, uh, it's you know, it's paradise. Um, utopia. What, what do you say to them? Well, first of all, I try to dispel that as much as possible. I mean, one of my brands is called Respect the Grind, and it's about, you know, things taking 10 years and 10,000 hours, and nothing great comes easily. So I try to dispel that uh, magical pixie dust pretty quick, and I also try to qualify people and get the dreamers out right away. Because, you know, there's a book called Man's Search for Meaning, and it's, uh, I think it's by Viktor Frankl, and it's about living in the death camps in Nazi Germany. And the first people that die were the optimists. The optimists in the death camps were dead by Christmas because they always thought it would be better by Christmas. Christmas would roll around and all the optimists would die of a broken heart. And so I'm not, I'm not here to sell pixie dust or offer anybody the pixie dust. In fact, I'm against pixie dust. I tell people, hey, man, this is how many phone calls we're going to have to make. This is what we're going to have to say. I make people sign a contract saying, here is the exact steps. And you acknowledge you're going to be uncomfortable and initial here because the reality is, Sean, there is no magic. You know, there is no magic in any of the stuff we do. All that it is, is it's specific actions and it's a law of certainty. Certain things done a certain way will yield certain results certainly. That's what's actually happening. No pixie dust, no magic. There is some grinding. There are times where you're going to want to quit. There's going to be times where you're unhappy, but that's why you have a coach to talk you off the ledge because it is a hard process, man, but that's why it takes pressure to make diamonds. And there's no illusions. There's no fantasies here. And if somebody's coming in with a fantasy, I, I sure hope that they're able to give that up and come to reality quickly because there is just simply no such thing as magic. It just doesn't work. There's this idea, and this kind of was propagated by the movie The Secret that came out in 2006, that I just have to set my goals and set my intentions. And, and, and don't get me the wrong way. I mean, I teach people how to set goals and do the right way, but I also work with people to help them achieve the goals. And I think there's a big difference between talking about setting goals and achieving. But there was the movie that came out, and there was an awakening. There was millions, perhaps even hundreds of millions of people that saw this, and it, it kind of brought a new uh, sense of purpose to them, motivated them, inspired them. But it talked a great deal about setting the goal and setting the intention and that cool things were coming at you and focusing on that, maybe even affirmations. Um, and there are people today that still even call me and send messages through our, fa our Facebook pages and through our website and say, hey, listen, I set my goals and my intentions, and it's been 10 years, and nothing's happening. But they're sitting there with a sofa seatbelt on. Well, Do I have to do there more than my goals? <laughs> if you sit there long enough with the secret in your basement, I mean, your wife's going to run away with the mailman because you're not touching her anymore, and you're going to get fired from your job, and bunch of bills are going to show up in the mail and your house is going to be in foreclosure because you didn't do anything. You know, so I think that 
when when you're setting goals, it's great to have a vision. And in fact, I have a product called Your Best Self, which is your vision plan and what do you want for your life and what do you want your body to look like. And it's something that people should do every year to set their life up. But with that being said, you can't just visualize with your heart and your mind and get excited. You've got to break that down into daily actions. And that's why I'm coming up with a journaling system right now so that my coaches and my customers can journal every day on the actions that they're taking and break down the big ideas into smaller bite-sized chunks that can be done daily, weekly, monthly, so that you know every day you're eating one piece of that elephant and eventually the whole elephant's been eaten. You know, it's Jeez, all about you incremental You sound like me with the bite-sized pieces there, Mr. Arneo. Well, it's got to be it's got to be bite-sized because that's all you can do. You know, you right. can't you can't make a million calls, but you can make 50 calls a day, uh, and that's how you know 50 calls a day over some amount of time will add up to a million. You know, in real estate, we get people doing 50 calls and 10 offers every week, and that's that's the standard. If you do 50 and 10, you know, pretty soon you're going to hit a critical mass, and the deals are going to start pouring in. It's same with asking out girls. You know, if you ask out 100 girls, you're going to have a bunch of dates. You know, it's really just a numbers game. It's it's you trying a certain number of times. And if you look at a guy like Colonel Sanders, like he just kept trying and he made it when he was 70. You know, some, sometimes it's going to take you a long time. But if you're grinding a little bit every day and putting a little bit out every day and you know, even putting a dollar away every day, you got 365 bucks at the end of the year. But if you only put a dollar away every month, it's 12 bucks. And if you do like a dollar every six months, it's only two bucks. So you're better off to do a buck a day than you are to do just, you know, 50 bucks at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's do you the think it comes down effect. to discipline for most people? Most people aren't willing to do what it takes to, to get there. We talk about the dream, the American dream, but in order to get somewhere different, we have to do something different, something that, most people today in the westernized world uh, are frankly, and this is a harsh statement, but it's reality, are unwilling to do. Well, there's three ways your life can go, Sean, and I've I got a poster called the Grinder Manifesto, and on my Grinder Manifesto, there's three graphs. So there's the flat line, which is a straight line. Every day is exactly the same. It doesn't get better. It doesn't get worse. And a lot of people go to their corporate job, live on the flat line, and that's it. You know, that's one way to live. The second way to live is called the addiction curve. It's called the drop. And that's where things get a little better every day until one day, you know, your curve drops precipitously because you ate a donut every day and now suddenly you're 365 pounds. Or you're smoking every day and you're in flavor country every day and then one day you got like throat cancer. You know, that's an example of an addiction curve. So a lot of people are living their life in an addiction curve or a flat line where it's every day is the same. Now, the good things in life, like being a real estate investor or being in shape or having a great marriage, whatever good thing you want in life follows a path I call the pit of despair, which is a little bit of beginner's luck. So your curve has a little good bump at the beginning, and then it has a long trench. It goes down, down, down into a, into a slump. And that slump is called, the, the, I call it the pit of despair. And that pit is long and dark and scary, but if you stick it out, it starts curving up. 
And then if you keep going, it curves up, 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 and it goes to places that people never dreamed of. And when people want to get in shape or when people want to become financially fit or they want to have a spouse that loves them, everything good has that dip. It's got that pit of despair at the middle where things are not fun. You've invested your money, but you haven't won yet. People are criticizing you. People think you're crazy. Everything is going badly in that dip. And no matter what, what you're trying to pursue, you have the dip. And the longer and the scarier the dip is, the better the reward. So people are not willing to go through that dip. And so they stay with their addiction curve or they stay with their flat line because that's comfortable. And to win, to have the good things in life, you have to go through the dip. And I think it's just simply scary. It's simply scary. It's painful. It means you have to pay in full. And if you don't have a coach or somebody walking you through that dip and telling you, hey, man, this is normal. Keep going. Keep going. You've got three more months of pain, six more months of pain. Whatever that is, you need somebody to get you through the dip, or maybe you're strong enough to get through on your own. But a lot of people, Sean, they quit. They get in that dip. They quit. They go back to the addictions. They go back to the flatlining, and that's just how they live. I'm going to suggest that most people, Stefan, can't do it themselves. And I, I, I'll specifically refer to myself. I mean, I've had coaches, as you know, for well over 20 years, sometimes more than one. Uh, I think everybody, this is my personal opinion, and even if you don't work with me or with Stefan, you need to have a good coach. Now, let's be very clear. There are a lot of donkeys out there that call themselves coaches. It doesn't mean they're coaches. But at the end of the day, you need to have that in place in order to achieve what you want to. If you look at every truly successful person today, uh, no matter what their specialty is, I don't care if you're a golf expert or if you're in the business realm. I don't care if it's a successful marriage. You have somebody that you have worked with, talked to, bounced ideas off, taken advice from, or been mentored by. And I think that's a key. Now, um, is is surrounding yourself, and I, I got to give you an example. I had someone contact me probably about six months ago, September maybe of last year. Um, and they said, listen, you know what? My results never change. I am a year after year after year, I'm seeing the same thing over and over again. What, what would you tell them? What, what do they need to change? Either they go to work every morning, they work hard for their seven, eight, nine hours, they leave, they stop at the corner bar or pub on the way home, they have a few pints, and they head home, they you know, have dinner with their wife or family, they flick on the football game, they go to bed, and they work hard. They're, they're what we call a good old boy. What are they doing wrong? Well, that's the flat line, Sean. Every day is the same, or you could even say it's an addiction. That person's getting older, balder, and fatter. You know, usually that same old thing that doesn't work. To get something different, you've got to do something different. You know, there's no, there's no magical fairy that comes in and turns your, your uh, pumpkin into a carriage and your mice into a horse. Like, that's a Cinderella fairy tale, and it doesn't just magically happen. You know, for me, I had to put it all on the line to get into real estate and then to be in entrepreneurship and to continue to be here, I frequently have to put it all on the line. I mean, that's just how you play. If you watch the show Shark Tank or Dragon's Den, you see a whole bunch of people who had to put it all on the line and they won. Good for them. It's, it's a, it's a, life is a function of what you put in is what you get out. And what the person you described to me 
is not really putting anything in and they're not really getting anything out. You got to put it all on the line. We are on Results Radio. I'm your host, Sean Chuchuk. And today we have the always incredible, always awesome, highly successful coach, real estate investor, Stefan Arner. Stefan, um, two quick things before this conversation, and we're running out of time very quickly before we bring this conversation to a close. One golden nugget of information that our listeners and the results uh, community, change results community, can, can wrap their head, heart, and hands around, take away, and implement the moment we stop talking. What is it? Well, I think they've got to respect their grind, Sean. I mean, it's going to take 10 years, 10,000 hours to be a master, and you need to respect that process. And anybody who has lived through the 10, 10 years and 10,000 hours knows what it takes and I think there's a lot of people who watch TV or they watch, you know, internet, YouTube videos, and they think that you can be an overnight success, but it does take 10 years and 10,000 hours, and you can't skip the line. You have to grind and do the repetitive actions, and it can be boring, it can be scary, it can be uh, tiring or risky or all, all of the above, but... You know, it's always worth it. When you put in the most, you end up getting the most. So I think that you've got to decide what you want and decide what you're willing to give to get that result. Because it's not about what you get, it's what you give. Thank you for that, Stefan. I appreciate it. If our listeners want to get in touch with you, how do they find you? My website is stefanarnio.com. So it's S-T-E-F-A-N double a r n i o dot com or they can go to respectthegrind.com as my online store Stefan, i want to thank you for being on results radio today it's always a pleasure when i get the opportunity to chat with you thank you for sharing with uh with the change results community everybody listening today folks go to Stefan's website pay him a visit reach out to his team if you want more information on the real estate side of things if you haven't yet been to our website yourresultsradio.com go there get yourself a copy of the results journal it was designed with you in mind to help you collapse time frames and get there faster to help you achieve your goals and listen, most people don't. I'm Sean Chuchuk. Until next time, have an incredible day, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show. And visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal.